take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Tom letting you all know that this is not going to be our normal episode this week. Uh, due to everything going on to contain the situation going on with the uh, coronavirus, we couldn't make an episode happen this week. So to make up for that, we're giving you guys some of our episodes from the Patreon this week over on the, on this show because we don't want to leave you guys without something. Um, we hope this is the only week that we get to miss, but you know we'll keep you guys updated as everything goes down. So until then. everybody how y'all doing welcome to another episode of from the crypt where as always the goal is to bring you nothing but the darkest vilest and most disgusting heavy metal gems ever to grace your ears uh, i would like to thank everyone for their patience with the last segment i really enjoyed that i had a lot of fun doing it i'm sure i earned uh, more than my share of animosity and probably will for any future subscribers looking forward to the angry emails i really am but uh, yeah, that was an occasional segment that will happen again at some point soon. I actually already have the band lineup for the next one. So <clears throat> that being said, however, we are moving back to regular episodes as of now. I have the standard two recommendations for you this week. I'm really looking forward to both of them. <sighs> and I just want to thank you all again for sticking with me. So let's move right into the first one. Uh, so this... <clears throat> If there's one thing I really, really enjoy, uh, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be doing this show, is the really, just the super underground, super unknown stuff, the kind of stuff that you wouldn't really find unless you either knew somebody who really knew their shit, or unless you were looking for it. And in this case, I happen to know somebody who knew their shit. So, shouts out to my friend who uh, showed this to me. This is a band from Poland uh, from the early 90s who, while they did not achieve, remotely achieve, the notoriety that bands like Vader did, they still carved themselves out a, you know, a respectable small niche in the Polish death metal community. They are the very oddly named Vehement Thrower. I'm not entirely sure what that name is supposed to be. I'm not sure what it's supposed to uh, reference at all. I think it's just kind of an odd name. But then again, like this, you know, this is a band. Who, English isn't their first language, so that's okay. Again, I really have no idea what the fuck this band name is supposed to mean. But they came out with one full-length album in the year 1993 called I Come in Peace. And, well... I'm a little bit divided on this one because there are things about this album that I don't particularly care for, but the things that I do like I feel are strong enough to qualify its inclusion on this show, but I think I'll just let you guys decide for yourselves. Uh, we're going to take a listen to a track right now. Let's check it out.
like many other bands we've talked about on this show before, uh, this one seems to have had a bit of a troubled history from the start, uh, going through three name changes, uh, and I believe several lineup changes as well, uh, running into issues with their label and with distribution and having trouble securing financing. Well, the same sorts of things that bands have to face today. And, well, the problem is Vehement Thrower uh, did not have the digital distribution abilities that we have today. Otherwise, I think that they probably would have been more successful than they are now. Uh, This recording, actually, uh, is available online. Uh, Nuclear War Now Productions dug up this album uh, a little while ago and re-released it in full uh, this earlier this year. And you can actually buy it on Bandcamp. I'll give you that link later on. But sadly, uh, like I said, I'm a bit conflicted about Vehement Thrower. Because while there is a lot of unorthodox riffing, some interesting structures, and all around, there's enough to keep me interested on this album. I think there are some problems with it. One of them being that it feels kind of... I guess the only way I could describe it is without direction at times. Some of these songs do tend to uh, delve into the realm of riff salad. Uh, As a whole, there are points when it kind of lack, I feel like it kind of lacks direction and that some of these songs probably could have been hashed out a little more than they were. And uh, by the way, there are just as a heads up, there are a couple of tracks on this album that have, We're talking minute to two minute long audio intros. One of them, I kid you not, takes up half of a four minute song. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like they could have been cut out entirely and we would have missed nothing whatsoever. I get that using audio clips has always been sort of a thing in extreme metal. Believe me, I I own the Lord Gore debut. I know all about it. But it's something that I'm kind of glad is starting to die off. I feel like we have... Mortician and Impetigo to thank for that, so thanks a lot. But anyway, Vehement Thrower, while there are some issues with this band, there are some things I don't really like about it. The recording quality is decent. It's all right. It could have been better, but then again, this is what they had at the time. Uh, I feel like this is still an album that is worth listening to, as again, it is in the more unorthodox... uh, is in the more unorthodox area of metal. And while it might not have the razor sharp compositions and focus that bands like Demolik or time ghoul or atheist had this band, I feel like, you know, they're a part of Polish metal history that I don't think should be completely and totally forgotten. Go check this album out. Really. You can head over to nuclear war now productions.bandcamp.com And look up Vehement Thrower, by the way, if you don't know how to spell that for some reason. It's V-E-H-E-M-E-N-T, Thrower, like Bolt Thrower, but Vehement. (laughs) God, oh, that's the worst joke I've ever fucking made. Yeah, go look it up. The album is called I Come in Peace. I'd like you to decide for yourself, because again, uh, it's I, I, I think I like these episodes the most when the bands are controversial even to me. Maybe that's why I like the uh, Get What You Deserve segment so much and why I'm really going to enjoy doing that again. And we're going to move right along. We're going to go a little more traditional and a little more straightforward this time. Well, a lot more straightforward. Uh, so there, there's, some, there's actually something special about this band coming up. Uh, not only the fact that they, have one, they only released one album, one full length and a couple of demos, but the fact that this is where Eric Rutan, uh, one of the 
you know, gods of death metal, as it were, arguably so, who went on to play for Morbid Angel, Hate Et- who went to front, who went on to front Hate Eternal. This band is where he got his start. I am, of course, talking about uh, Red Bank, New Jersey's Ripping Corpse. Uh, I'm willing to bet they were probably named after the creator song of the same name. They were formed in 1987, and, well, they really only lasted until about 1993. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what ha- Oh, wait, no. Uh, I believe the beginning of the end was because uh, Eric Rutan went on to Domination, went on to uh, Morbid Angel, and he was going to record Domination, uh, the album, that album, and he did not have time to devote to Ripping Corpse anymore, and I believe, yeah, they're... Their frontman actually went off to the Berkeley College of Music, and the remaining members went on to form kind of a kind of a bro a bro groove metal band called Dim Mock. That's what I've heard them described as. I don't really have any interest in listening to them myself, but what I do have is a lot of interest in the one sole album by Ripping Corpse that came out in yeah 1991. Sorry, I had to look at my metal archives page again. And Ripping Corpse Dreaming with the Dead is, I mean, it's one of those perfect seminal examples of what Death Thrash should sound like up there with like The Laws of Scourge by Sarcophago or Time Does Not Heal by Dark Angel. You know, any any of those classic Death Thrash examples or any thrash that really borders on almost edging into the death metal territory. Think like uh, Early Demolition Hammer or Morbid Saints Soul Album. Yeah, the really brutally aggressive thrash that I'm particularly fond of and I would like to find more of, frankly. But we're going to take a listen to a track that I actually find kind of interesting. There's one aspect of this track that I really <laughs> was kind of a kind of a surprise to me when I first heard it. Uh, and you'll hear it for yourself in just a second here. We're going to take a listen to the track Rift of Hate. I gotta say, it was surprising even to me to hear a band go from some of the most crazy, frenetic, energetic, over-the-top death thrash into a breakdown that would put a lot of slam bands to shame. And we're talking about an album that was recorded 
fucking Christ, in 1991, going that fucking hard that early on. Oof. Uh, did Ripping Corpse invent Slam? Do you think they did? Uh, some people say it was, you know, it, it was them. I blame, I blame suffocation and ripping corpse entirely. That breakdown in that song entirely for all the shitty slam bands I had to sit through when I went to shows in California. Anyway, let's not concentrate on that. Again, this is where Eric Rutan, the man himself, got his start. Sadly, this is well, the only full length outing we would ever get from ripping corpse. There would be a three-song demo that came after this that kind of demonstrated that they were looking to go into a more, kind of a more, oh, I guess I would say a more technical and sort of a, just a bigger overall direction. Something with larger scope, uh, something that they, something that was, that seemed to be very much different than what they had done before. But sadly, we never got to see that because after this album and that three-song demo, Ripping Corpse were no more, very, very sadly, and I don't think we're ever going to see any reunions. I don't think there have ever been any real talks to do so. I think Eric Rutan has gone on to such a prolific career that I doubt he would really have much time for Ripping Corpse anymore. I mean, playing with Morbid Angel and Hate Eternal and doing work with Cannibal Corpse, I mean, that's not exactly the... That's not exactly a resume you can really get away from to concentrate on your little old band from the early 90s. But we do have this album to remember them by. Uh, Man, go pick up a copy of this. Uh, I don't know how available it is. I haven't really looked for it, actually. This is one of the few... This is one of the few albums I actually haven't researched price-wise. I'm willing to bet it's out of print and expensive, though. And... If you go looking for it, I'm willing to bet you're probably going to pay out the nose for it. But, you know, it's worth tracking down on YouTube. Again, Ripping Corpses Dreaming with the Dead. It is just a smorgasbord of riffs. Uh, It's a little more straightforward and a little more focused than the previous band. But again, go check out Vehement Thrower, too. They're really cool. So, I have a lot of uh, waiting indoors to escape the coronavirus to do. So we are going to call it there. Hopefully I don't die. Hopefully you guys don't die too. Uh, And thank you again for your patience. I know this uh, episode is going to come up a day later. So sorry guys. It's just, it's been a, a, it's been a bit of a week and I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. Thank you so much for listening. You guys again are the reason I get to do all this stuff and yell at you about obscure bands that nobody else cares about. And I'll see you in a couple weeks. Klaatu! Miranda! On the super aggro crank, Rami! Antiquated gentlemen, outlaws reduced to a Ferris wheel of vitriol. Move as a god with teeth and black gums. And welcome to another episode of The Side Stage. My name is Phil. With me is Frank. Yo. Mike. Yo. And Tom. Hello. Sam had to uh, bail on us to go pull on some wood. Yep. Just tugging on it. Yep. It's it's big and heavy wood. Really mm-hmm. yanking that wood around. Yeah. It's got to chuck it all day. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that's not a joke either. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He really needs to just... Work it with his hands. Oh, yeah. It's a two-hand job. Two-man job. No question. Job. Yes. Yeah, from what I understand. Uh, 
two men and handfuls of wood. (laughs) 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 Uh, If you're new to this, this is where we talk about all the shit that's not metal or hardcore that uh, we listen to because we're kind of giant music nerds in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so happens that we mostly do metal and hardcore. And it looks like I'm now starting us off on this episode. So, uh, Tom, why don't you go ahead and roll that one? When I kissed her on the cheek And said I'd see her in a week I never thought I'd be so wrong Cause after two weeks time When I finally came by She was already two days gone digging on that that was the track other side of hope off of the 2003 release get busy living or get busy dying by the kings and nothing i love the voice of a man who sounds like he eats cigarettes <laughs> it, it's yeah man there's um something that that's one of the things that always drew me to this band was the vocal delivery yeah uh it it's weird how it works so well because typically you think of rockabilly you think of crooners you think of you know uh, but when when you get into this sort of, it touches into the psychobilly realm where there's there's def- definitely elements of punk involved, um, but maybe not so much as some of the the punkier psychobilly bands. Uh, man, it just fucking it hits all the right spots for me. Mm-hmm. It's got that it's got that upbeat sort of feel. It's you know. Um, it, the overall vibe of the band, I mean, even the album titles, Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying, uh, Fight Songs for Fuck Ups, like, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's just fun, man. It, it's it's great driving music. 
more than anything. Oh my god, I feel like it's burnout music. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You want a fucking you want a hot rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's the kings of nothing. Uh, if that track either did it for you or it didn't. I don't know what else to say. Oh, I think what you meant to say is either you're cool or you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. You're, uh, if it didn't, you're probably a fucking square. There we go. That's the I term mean, I was going to uh, use. Unironically. You're getting swirlies or giving them. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this one is, uh, this is pretty new to me. I'm still becoming 100% familiar with this album itself, but I'm impressed enough with what I've heard. I brought it in. Tom. so 80s it's insane I, I, I dig how Depeche Mode that is it's so authentically like dark wave though oh yeah yeah that's... please tell me you've, you've spent time with those old bands I mean yeah. Depeche Mode New Order Echo Smiths. and the Bunnymen yeah. oh absolutely Echo yeah definitely yeah. okay good good yeah and I mean it's it, it works out because Ness is kind of getting into the like bubblegum revival dark wave that's out there okay so I don't hate it Pale I mean, Waves it, she a pale waves fan? At night crimes, I think is what they're called. Okay, but she, what is it? Pale waves? I'll show. Yeah, it to her. I, I I've been meaning to bring them in. She'll, yeah, she she'd love that, guaranteed. If that's what she's getting into. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, actors. It's uh, name of the band, and it's off of "It Will Come to You," released in 2018. It's the track "Slaves," and yeah, I mean, it just hits all the hallmarks. It sounds yeah. really great, really like. Uh, a lot of depth in that mastering. Like, mm-hmm. sounds great. So, uh, 
get over to actors.bandcamp.com and I I can't believe they got that fucking. I know, right? Like, like whenever it's a simple word like that, you're like, ah, it's got to be taken. Lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everything that I've listened to so far off this album has been fucking primo. Yeah, that was great. I wish listed immediately. Well, All right. That's going to uh, bring it on to me, and this is going to be a, a very big change of pace. <laughs> uh, Tom, why don't you just play that track? One, two, three, four, five. never been married and I ain't never wanted to be more often not I'm down and down and I can't afford to eat my situation will be more complicated with a wife and a kid or three when I'm fucking up the only one I'm fucking up is me and I'm a luckless Every time loser well, ain't never been sober And I ain't never wanted to be More often than not I'm staying out late Picking fights and getting me gets less complicated with a bottle or two or three and when I bottom out the only one who bottoms out is me cause I'm a luckless bastard honey every time I lose I'm a hapless hazard of a dead end cruiser an unnatural disaster of a hateful Mm. Booze soaked. You know, one of my favorite things about doing this um, is if not for the side stage, I would have never known that I've been sitting right next to another Outlaw Country fan. Oh, (laughs) I fucking love it. It, It's it's the greatest thing. And it's where people don't understand why I get so upset with like modern uh, like radio country. Like because the soul's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Um, this this shit used to be a bunch of fucking goons. That's the thing. Like a bunch of fucking low life fucking drunks. Yo. like spilling it out. And like now, uh, if you've never seen it, uh, Bo Burnham does a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, and it's pandering. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Incredible. Um, so that was the track, Luckless Bastard from Paul Wagoner and David Lee Archer off the album Wasted to also give a little understanding. The album cover is one of the men playing guitar and the other is holding a revolver to his head. <laughs> yep. I was going to say, um, 
has anybody ever tried to challenge themselves to make it through this whole album without taking a single drink? <laughs> you, you can't. I was going to say, it doesn't sound possible. I mean, you've also got you got tracks like self Tell Wasted, Law of the Gun, Thank God for the Devil. Like <laughs> The album's got an ABV. <laughs> <laughs> sir, ha- sir, have you been listening to Outlaw Country? <laughs> <laughs> I, s- I smell it from your eardrums. <laughs> No, this this is it done properly. Um, and God, it's it's fucking country with goddamn soul. I yeah, I, I'm looking. Uh, I mean, there's a fucking EP called "Painfully Sober." Yes, it's beautiful. It is. Um, to get this, you can go to paulwagoner.bandcamp.com. That's W A G G E N E R. Very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. That's good stuff. All right, so I guess it brings it to me. Yeah, Tom. I'm, uh, I'm just going to roll this first. Why do I get a second gun? What's the, what's the tempo?
that sounded like a bunch of music nerds just having a great time. It, okay, in a way, but at the same time, it's analog, like liquid bass oh. and funk. Oh, it's uh, just oh, yeah, analog. Yeah. It's just like they're, it's like any electro song, but they're doing all the. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's real deal electro funk. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, dude. Her the vocalist was off the chain. Yes. That breath control and stuff. <clears throat> so um the 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 craziest thing about this is this is actually a uh, duo called Knower, where uh, the only members are the drummer Lewis Cole and the singer uh, uh Geneve Artadi. I think is how you say her uh, last name. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody else is just uh, featuring artists that they uh, you know know, and um, I'm pretty sure the solos are the artists themselves improvising, but like the basic beats everybody else is playing was is written by Lewis. Huh. All right. So yeah, they he's he's insanely talented, uh, as you can see just on the drums alone. And um, the crazier thing is that he. And the uh, saxophonist uh, Sam are the uh, suspected duo behind Clowncore. Huh. Hmm. Uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> it's also very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. He he's been doing a lot more online recently because it's kind of hard to find a lot of their stuff because uh, Noah's been around for a while uh, since at least 2010, and this is a single that they put together back in 2017. Um, that you can find on uh, Bandcamp at noramusic.bandcamp.com with a few other singles. And um, they have a few album releases that aren't on Bandcamp, though, and I'm having a hard time finding them. So it's, yeah, it it looks like they're, they're, they, you know, tried to fight that digital wave and they're just, you know, giving into it now. (coughs) Fair enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they got a lot of shit like this on uh, on YouTube, because um, yeah, the 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 whole video that we were just watching is just them jamming out in the house, and uh, there's they got quite a few more from from this session, and it's 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 some good shit. Word, I'll check that out. Yeah, definitely on the wish list. And Tom just goes silent. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I think that about does it for us here yep. on the side stage. Uh, if you're here, you already know where to find us, uh, mm-hmm. and we really, really appreciate the support. Uh, means means the world. So spread the word. Get more people over to us. Uh, we, we need it. Mm-hmm. We need it. And we're going to start bringing you more uh, very, very soon. So stay tuned. Peace. Oh, yeah.